You're listening to The Great Coaches Podcast. Hi everyone, Paul here, and just a quick message from me to let you know that if you are looking to improve the performance of your team, no matter whether it is a work, sporting, or community one, then we've developed some tools to help. On the website, you will find our Thriving Teams Diagnostic, which uses insights from the more than 200 great coaches we have interviewed to challenge you with a series of questions to help you understand how your team is performing. It's free and only takes a few minutes to complete. If you'd like to know more, you can check out our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Lessons from the Great Coaches podcast. I've learned that you don't do it alone. You learn so many different things from so many different coaches. That's an elite learning environment. Failure is not a problem. How you deal with it is a problem. How to be resilient. How important it is to infuse joy in the process of learning. To be a good coach, you've got to give more than you take. What an interesting life it is to be a leader. My name is Paul Barnett, and you are listening to The Great Coaches Podcast, where we explore leadership through the lens of high-performance sport by interviewing great coaches from around the world to try and find ideas to help all of us be better leaders. As the podcast has grown, the great coaches we have interviewed have shared so much insight and wisdom that we decided to create episodes dedicated entirely to the ideas that have resonated with us the most. Today's episode is something a little different. Grant and I are joined by Dr. Gavin Weeks to discuss purpose. Gavin is a doctor of psychology, an associate fellow at Oxford Syed Business School and director of innovation and development at the consultancy Thomson Harrison. And why is it a little different? Because today in our conversation, we discuss the overlap between coaching, the corporate world and psychology when it comes to the topic of purpose. And as this is something new, please let us know how you feel about it. All the details on how to contact us are in the show notes or at our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com. And now please enjoy our discussion on the topic of purpose with Dr. Gavin Weeks. The lessons from the Great Coaches Podcast. So good day, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the next episode of the Great Coaches Podcast. Today, I've got Dr. Gavin Weeks with me, and we're going to talk about purpose. Purpose seems to be a buzzword that is all around us at the moment, people talking about being more purposeful and what is their purpose and what is their company's purpose. 
So, Gavin, thanks for joining us. Maybe if you can start just by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you get to be talking about purpose. In my life and my experience, actually looking back, having a sense of purpose or indeed being purposeful, and we'll talk about the difference between those those things, has been important for a long time. So it being the Great Coaches podcast, it probably makes sense to say that part of my growing up was done in sport. I was an athlete. I was a rower. I competed at national university and then international level up to about the age of 25. And I think looking back at those times, probably my best performances came, whether it was individually or whether it was in a team, when I wasn't really obsessed by that individual performance. When there was something, when there was something bigger going, when I felt connected to something, to something bigger than than me. Then I trained as a as a psychologist. I, I took the clinical training option, and actually. From early on in my clinical career, whilst people were coming and dealing with psychological or emotional challenges, I was always attracted to to therapies that were about really orienting people to what really matters to them in spite of the struggles that they're experiencing. And I could see that doing that when I did that well, didn't necessarily always do it well, but doing it well was connecting people to resources that they have to change already the ability that's within them to make to make changes in life that really mean something to them i then spent some of my career working in sports with with athletes and again the 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 work that i liked doing most was really helping athletes to think about how they want to be as an athlete how they want to play the game how they want to be in training how they want to be as a as a teammate or a leader of the team which for me was really about the, the purpose of doing it beyond simply getting results or winning or winning medals. And kind of taking up to the to the current moment in, in my work, I work as part of an organization called Thompson Harrison. And we do work around leadership and culture and organizational development. But one of the things that I'm doing a lot of at the moment is helping leadership teams to think about what does it mean to bring purpose to life? What does it mean to really think about the impact that we want to have as a team or as an organization and what might that what changes might that lead to what new agendas might be on the table um so that sort of takes us up to the to the present moment grant thanks gavin this thing about connecting people to resources that are already within themselves really resonates and we did an episode on underdogs recently and this concept of accessing resources within people and getting outstanding results came through quite strongly. So maybe tell us what is purpose? I guess if we look back at the history of philosophy and the history of religion, we'd see that people have been grappling with what does it mean to have purpose for millennia. But my my way of, of thinking about purpose is what are we really here to do? Whether that's me as an individual, us as a team, or the bigger us, as a whole as a whole organization that often leads to statements or, or descriptions con- connects to what should our what should our strategy be what's the impact that we're trying to have in in the world that's work that lots of organizations are, are doing both in academia so colin mayer oxford is particularly well known for talking about purpose in business the patagonia or former ceo eve 
Schwinard, if I pronounce his name right, the the man that turned his his organization over to the earth, made the earth the only the only shareholder of Patagonia. That's really from defining what what is this organization here to do? What's the impact that we're trying to have? And I think for many, many reasons, that can be really, really important. It can be galvanizing. It can bring teams together and it can really focus people on the impact they're trying to have in the world. But for many of us, and, and I include me in that, saying I have a purpose feels like it's kind of narrowing down. Feels like saying I'm a, you know, I have one, I have one direction that I'm that I'm following. And actually, I think we all have many different roles in life that are really important to us as a professional, as a parent, as a carer, as a friend, as a partner, as a coach. And being purposeful to me is about saying across all of those different domains of life, what are the things that really matter to me? And trying to organize my life and organize my time so that I'm doing more of those things. And using using those things, using that question, what really matters to me, to also have conversations about what are some of the things that run counter to that, that, I sh- that we shouldn't be doing, that we shouldn't be focusing so much time and attention on. And I think as, as life gets seemingly busier for pretty much everyone, as the opportunities for, for what we spend our time doing get bigger and bigger and bigger, those conversations about what, what, are, the, what are the few things that really matter I think they become more important. And so can people be purposeful and have a purpose without really having articulated what that is? I would argue, yes. I think the doing and the the, the kind of considering what we spend our time doing and what we connect to is probably more important than turning that into a kind of pithy statement of intent. Um, those statements, I think, are really important when you want to give organizations permission to really think about what they do. But if you look at some of the, the research on on purpose in life outside of organizations, there's a, there's a lovely book called Life on Purpose, which is written by a Michigan professor called Vic Stretcher. And what, what Vic did or what Vic talks about in that, in that research is very simple measures where you ask people, for example, to what extent do they feel that their life has purpose? You could do that on a scale of you know, one to five and, and demonstrates that small shifts on those kind of scales have quite important outcomes. They relate to improved mental health, improved physical health, improved sense of connection to other people, better sleep, even things like a reduction in, in causes of mortality. So basically a lower, a lower chance of dying of things. And the, the lovely thing about that research is it, is it shows that it's a sense of purpose that influences those outcomes and not the other way around. So it's not that people who happen to be healthier have a sense of purpose. And if you ask those people, where do, where do they get a sense of purpose from, the kind of people in, in those research projects, they might talk about their their job. They might talk about their community. They might talk about their sports organizations that they're part of, their families, their you know religious groups that they're that they're members of. They wouldn't necessarily be able to say, my purpose is to solve world peace. Paul, I wonder this notion of connecting people to the resources that are within them. 
I'm sure this is a theme on which uh, some of the great coaches have spoken to you about. Now, Grant, uh, this concept of purpose does come up quite a bit, and it, it comes up in relation to some of the things that Gavin just talked about, you know, finding the things that matter and then using this to focus you. And then in turn, how this focus goes on to influence your outcomes, both as an individual and for the team itself. And I think this quote from Danny Carey, who led the English women's hockey team to the Olympic gold medal, best summarises this idea. And essentially, there's a real guided process led by the psychologists, and I'm privy and very fortunate to be involved in this both doing it myself and also listening to the other athletes' stories in this process. But it's a real guided process around the athletes exploring their life histories, reflecting on what have been the really most satisfying and enjoyable aspects of their lives, what are the things they look fondly back on, equally the things that they found challenging in their lives. And in doing that, trying to understand what they bring from the past to the present and why they act and behave the way they do. And we start to sort of an unearth and a self-insight in our athletes and connect them perhaps with the things that they love about what they do to allow them to have a greater sense of perspective about what they do and why they do it. And at its core, then understanding why do you do what you do and what would you want to have as sitting behind the purpose for what you want to do. That process goes on in a, in a really over a number of sort of extended interviews, conversations, you know, conversations is a better word, and that gets sort of boiled down and assimilated. And once the athlete feels very happy and content, they've really got to a place where they feel they understand their why, they are then sort of guided to present that to all of us so that all of the other athletes and all of the staff. So it becomes a sort of a, a greater level of mutual understanding between the athletes and the staff and that creates a greater level of mutual support between because we tend to know where people have come from, what they enjoy about their life, that what they're seeking from what they do, and what they want from others in that process and what they need from others in that process. So in this current zeitgeist around purpose and purpose statements, employees and, and members of, of organisations find themselves in an organisation which has a purpose statement. And how does that relate then to this personal purpose and and whose purpose prevails and how do those two things coexist in that environment? So some of the organisations that we've been working with, I think have done, have done really powerful things because they've, they've done a piece of work that perhaps talks to people at different levels of the organisation or we've been been asked to do similar similar work and results in some statement or some paragraph that really describes what's this organization for and yet it can end up with a really tight statement improving people's lives helping people make make connections but then it's given over to people given over to to different groups at the level of the you know level of countries or functions within the organization to say okay if this really is our purpose if this really is what this organization is here to do how do we bring it to life in our own work what should we what should we do differently what should we change what should we think about not doing what are we paying too much attention to that doesn't really serve our purpose and then 
beneath that, creating opportunities for people to think about, well, what really gives me a sense of purpose in my own work? And how, do, how does that connect to what the organization is, is here to do? And I think people in organizations, whether it's a, a sports team or a business, being part of the organization is that is, is that kind of healthy tension between being able to direct your own goals, being able to have autonomy, and being able to have a bigger impact. Most of us can have a bigger impact, do more interesting, exciting work as part of a group than we can do on our, on our own. And that means at some level saying, you know, what's the, what's the space between what I, what gives me a sense of purpose and what the organization just how, or how the organization describes the purpose. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think it takes us then into the sort of next logical discussion around why do we need purpose? If you then come back to the, the individual, why do individuals need purpose? There's pretty, there's pretty convincing research in, in psychology that has been done by Richard Ryan and Edward Deci, D-E-C-I, um, which talks about self-efficacy and says that when you look at lots of positive outcomes in life, health outcomes, even a sense of personal kind of energy and vitality, they're influenced by people's need for autonomy, people's need for or a feeling of competence that we do things well, and people's need for connection. Now, together, autonomy, connection, and competence sound to me a lot like having a sense of purpose, knowing what I'm knowing what I'm really good at, being able to direct my energies and feeling that that's connected to to other people somehow. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How do people become more purposeful or find their purpose? I think there's so, there's so many ways into that conversation, Grant, but Here's some of the things that I, that I that I think about. I think about purpose as an as a as an energizer. When we're doing purposeful work, or when we're doing things that are connected to a sense of purpose, we often feel we often would describe ourselves as feeling energized. That can come from connection. It can come from a sense of excitement. It can come from those feelings of mastery and flow that people talk about, particularly in uh, in the athletic context so one of the ways into to a conversation about purpose is to really think about what's really energizing to us when do we really feel you know as an individual or as a team that we're coming to that we're coming to life 
we're also when you look back you're also most fulfilled kind of professionally and purpose professionally and personally um when we're being purposeful you know when when the work that we're doing or the things that we're doing in life is connected to what gives us a real sense of sense of purpose i get people often to think back about the times in their career when they most felt fulfilled you know if you if you put that into the sporting context you could you could be talking to an athlete that or who's got a 10 year career in different in different organizations in different in different football teams or rugby teams or, or whatever and talk to them about when did they feel most fulfilled in their in their career and it may not necessarily be in the team that was that was winning the most or performing the best there be there may be something there may be something else and then i think the other thing i i, I do is think about the roles that we play the the important roles that we play in life and the impact that we want to have in them so and this is the this is the great coaches for a coach that might be the ethos they're trying to create in the team that they coach for an athlete it might be the 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 way they play the game the attitude they want to bring to the game the causes that they can connect there you know if they happen to be a famous athlete the causes that they can connect to and the platform that they that they have it can be the role that people play in communities the role that they play in their in their families really getting down the the roles that i have in my life that are important to me and thinking about what 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 is the 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 impact that i'm trying to have in those roles and it doesn't necessarily need to be big and world shaking it can be you know the impact that i'm trying to have as a father is to teach my kids to be kind and to work hard small and humble thing that but that many of us who happen to be parents might find that we stray from from time to time when we're focusing on discipline or getting their homework done and and then and then lastly it's it's recognizing that our answers to those questions they evolve over time if you'd have asked me what are the what are the roles that are important to me and what are the markers of success in those roles 20 years ago you'd hear a very different answer than than the answer you might hear today I wonder Paul if if we can ask you to maybe let us know what some of the great coaches uh say about the same thing. Oh Gavin, I love that idea of your purpose just being small and humble things, which is something that that I definitely relate to as well. But I have a good example of this idea of purpose delivering energy that can lead to fulfillment as it allows you to sharpen your role as a player and a coach. And it comes from a lady called Natasha Adair, who is the coach at Arizona State. And we had this fantastic interview earlier this year, and I'll insert the clip now on what she had to say about purpose. I'm a player's coach. I want our players, because it's not just my job and our staff's job to coach them on the basketball court. We're going to coach them for life. And I can't coach them to their why if I don't know who they are. If I don't know why they're doing this, if I don't know about their family or what's important to them. And so we ask, I ask those questions in recruiting. I ask those questions when they get here. I constantly ask, why? What is your commitment to this game? What is your commitment? Why are you doing this? And you hear so many things over the years. I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing it for my mom. I'm doing it for my family's name. I'm doing it because I want to take care of my family. I'm doing it for the love of the game. I'm doing it, coach, because I'm enough. I was told growing up that I wasn't going to be or I couldn't do. 
and I'm doing it to prove people wrong. So you have a team of 15 scholarship student athletes, all 15 of them, each person, they're playing this game for a different reason. And if I'm only going in with my standards and my expectations, I'm going to miss. And everyone, you and I, everyone wants to be heard. They want to feel needed and they want to feel appreciated and valued. And for me, it's just, it works. When they know I'm coaching them to their why, they say, wow, coach heard me. She's listening. I matter. And it doesn't mean I lose sight of our foundation. I lose sight of the culture or the standards in which we will play with. But if they know that they matter, you know how hard they're going to fight for their team and their sisters. And when everyone knows each other's why collectively, they're going to help. They're going to push. They're going to encourage. They're going to motivate. And so I have found that when you empower your student athletes, when you empower your assistants, when you empower your support staff, all the people around you, and you know what makes them tick and you feed it, then they'll run through a wall for you because they know it's authentic. They know it's intentional and it just makes them feel important. So we've sort of charted a course through the the conversation to what is purpose? uh, Why do we need it? How do we get it? And I guess to, to sort of wrap it up, how does purpose relate to results and performance? And I'd love you to mention Nottingham Forest when you talk about how purpose <laughs> relates to performance. So that's my that's my football team that I've spent the last 30-something years feeling slightly disappointed by, but never really been able to, uh, dis- to disconnect from. But it's actually a lovely, a lovely example of how creating a real sense of purpose and, and linking that to connection can or seems to be part of the the elements that create great performance so forest were languishing at the bottom of the the championship so the league below the premier league in the in the uk and as happens in that situation the manager got sacked and a new manager got brought in a man called a man called steve cooper and steve cooper had to of course do what managers often do bring in some new players but what he also did was moved right into the center of nottingham right into the center of that of that city so that he could be around fans and he could be around the 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 businesses and the communities that that create that place and he connected the the team to the stories of the past so 40 years ago they were the champions of europe they have some of the most famous players and managers to have been through English football associated with that with that club. And he started bringing people in to meet them. Old old people, old fans, people who'd been part of the club for, for 50 years. When the when the captain was being interviewed after after matches, he'd often start talking about the people who cooked who cooked dinner for them at the at the training ground. So it was kind of really forging a sense that we one organization trying to do something really exciting, trying to get back into the Premier League. And over the course of that year, from January to May, they went from bottom of the premiership to in the top six and eventually winning the playoffs. And they're now in the in the Premier League. And we'll see where it goes from, from there. It's too, it's too early to say. But notable, that story is very, very similar to Gareth Southgate working with the with the England football team, bringing people together around a sense of connection, firstly, but 
purpose secondly what's this england team really here to do and he worked very closely with um a performance coach called owen eastwood who's been doing that for for a long time and really explored you know what what are the group you know what's the impact that belonging sense of belonging has on performance and as, as you know grant my my colleagues tracy camilleri and sam rocky have been doing some some research over the last couple of years with an evolutionary psychologist called robin dunbar and really exploring what are the components that groups need to be able to thrive and those those components include connection belonging learning learning a sense of learning within an organization they include a real sense of purpose and very strong and talked about values and so so purpose is is kind of part of part of the things that helps groups to to thrive and being purposeful is deliberately making making use of those components deliberately creating connection deliberately learning together being really clear about what the about what the values are and how we bring them to life in in the work in the way that we play the game in the the, the projects that we launch the things that we do the things that we that we don't do so thanks gavin i mean that's a wonderful journey through what purpose is why we need it how to get it and why it matters and how it drives performance what's the takeaway from for coaches and or leaders on this concept of purpose if i can summarize all of that it's to as a coach and as a leader but also with the people that you coach and with the people that you lead really make time to think about what are the what are the roles that matter most to people and then dig into questions around when you're when you're doing those things when you're doing those roles and you feel at your best when you feel energized what are the things that you're doing what are the things that you're bringing to life what are the ways of working what are the ways of being and recognize that sometimes we do that and then there are other times that things get in the way and help people orient themselves to being being the person they want to be in the roles that in the roles that matter and to keep on thinking about it fantastic thanks again dr gavin weeks so if people want to learn more about what you do how you do it how do they get in touch with you so people can connect to me on linkedin hopefully we can put the link in the in the notes that you put and people can look on the on the thompson harrison website is probably the, the the best place to find things that i'm doing things that i've written on the blogs and articles that we have on on there they're probably the best two places great thanks again cheers hi everyone it's jim here we hope you enjoyed our discussion on purpose with dr gavin weeks and found one or two things that you can bring to your own dinner table locker room or boardroom table for discussion The key lessons I've taken away on the topic of purpose. Having a common purpose can galvanize teams and bring them together. It helps you identify the change you want to make in the world. And importantly, what you need to stop doing in order to achieve that. When people feel that your life has purpose, they report higher levels of mental and physical well-being. And to have a sense of purpose, you don't necessarily have to have it written down into a single sentence or paragraph. In a team, you can encourage a sense of purpose by asking people to think about the type of impact they want to have in their role. 
and through Gavin's story about the football team Nottingham Forest, the power of connecting the past with the present to give people a sense of purpose and belonging. As we said in the opening, this episode was a little different, so please take a moment to let us know what you thought. All our contact details are in the show notes, and if the feedback is positive, we'll do more episodes that explore the crossover between sport, the academic, and the corporate world.